0: Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com And now, here are the Dental Amigos.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here, Rob. Paul, it's good to see you, and welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Dental Amigos. Today, we're joined by Tom Brown, who's the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at LocalMed. Uh, Tom is experienced in leading startups and turnarounds, especially as bringing a relationship style, value-added, process-oriented approach to the sales. Uh, Tom, interestingly, has earned a black belt in Lean Six Sigma. He's rolled out Salesforce.com to three different organizations in his career and is a regular public speaker, and he enjoys doing the public speaking. Today, we're going to ask Tom about some of that stuff, as well as how dental scheduling solutions work how they can be beneficial to a practice and how to implement them. And now, without further ado, here's Tom Brown. Welcome amigo and thanks for being on the show.
2: Hey, thanks a lot, Rob and Paul. Really looking forward to it. Thanks for thanks for having me on and looking forward to the discussion. Always always enjoy talking with Paul and Mr. Dr. Nacho himself. <laughs>
3: thanks thanks Tom. And we start with the hard-hitting questions here. So, let's say we're uh going out for nachos and uh you know, we're in the Chicago area. What's, what's a good place uh, that you like? And, you know, what, what kind of toppings would you order for us?
2: Okay. As I don't typically eat Mexican food, I would probably Oh, eat oh wow. Oh, Paul, yeah. Paul. Tom,
3: we need an intervention. <laughs> stop stop yeah, the show. Yeah. Wait. wait. Inter- intervention time. Is this where inter- there was a show on intervention. We're doing it now. Tom gets the award for the first most honest person yes, that says thanks. that they
1: don't like Mexican food. <laughs> thanks, Tom. <Sam. laughs> you have Absolutely credibility, I mean. Tom. Yeah.
2: When I do go, I get the the meat and cheese tacos. Everybody in my office makes fun of me because they're piling on all of the different Mm -hmm. toppings. Um, and I just go for the basic meat and potatoes. <laughs>
3: and I like words, Tom. So some people would call you boring, but I'll just call you classic. So you're a class, you're a classic uh, taco eater. Uh, uh, great,
2: traditional. You'd be the
3: only one. Everybody
2: else just says it's boring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's impossible if you ever have dinner with Paul not to have some kind yeah, of Mexican food, though. So, you know, good luck, Tom, uh, when that when that occasion arises. I've I've been challenged over the years. Yeah. Occasionally, I've succeeded in, in diverting us to other places. We've been to Italian
3: restaurants. Like how did nachos <laughs> get here? I like it. I shipped them in, right? <laughs> I got a nacho guy. People got a guy. BYU. Yeah. know. Hey, Tom. So
1: uh, I was interested. You know, when we were uh, talking about your your bio, uh, you have a black belt in Lean Six Sigma. That's not something that I'm real familiar with. So, tell uh, tell our listeners and me and Paul, you know, what is uh, what is Lean Six Sigma?
2: So basically, it's a it's a process orientation, um, typically done in manufacturing or distribution. Um, companies and I had an opportunity to to join a class with a, a number of other executives at our at our company. And basically, what it does is it's a common sense, logical, step by step approach to solving problems. And uh, you can take it anywhere with you. I, I've used it in every company that I've I've been at since I earned the black belt. Um, and really, what it does is it it prevents you from if you do it the right way it prevents you from making changes without actually narrowing down the possibilities so you've heard the phrase don't throw the baby out with the bathwater so you're really narrowing down where the individual situations or solutions are, and you're choosing one of those based on a scientific approach. And so that, um, I've enjoyed using that throughout my career, um, and I have been able to translate that to the technology world, um, and even in the sales world, a lot of uh, sales leaders um, have not sought to get that Lean Six Sigma designation. So, but it has helped me throughout, especially here at Local Med.
3: I think that's awesome, Tom. I think that you know, Dennis would uh, benefit from learning a process like that. Uh, I'd noticed that, you know, Dennis like to think about a decision for a long time, narrow it down, and then they're very comfortable not making any decision. So uh, I would like to yeah. know how you get people off the analysis. You know, that sounds awesome. And uh, truly, you know, narrowing down the decisions to, 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 to a few that make sense for a change, but then how you actually launch past that and pick one and, and run with it like a, a football
2: it, and it really comes down to once you've gathered the data and you see what your um, problem or your opportunity is, it's really just presented right in front of you. And because it's done in such a methodical fashion that you're really left with, okay, you, you either have choice A or choice B and choose one of these, you, you you, well, one of them is always to stay with what you're doing, but usually the facts are so overwhelming that it says, hey, this is what you should do. Um, and I think that if you take that approach, the fear of making that decision um, is, is, not I don't want to say eliminated, but it's mitigated to a large degree because you've already seen what the consequences could potentially be and you kind of lay out those parameters, but the positive side of making the decision um, is really kind of overwhelming. So you really frame it so you take the fear out of making decisions and i think that's where you know specifically dentists because they're they're doing so many different things uh, they're running a business they're they're getting Um, patients that are really interested in their clinical skills, not their business skills, but they have to not just be the best clinically. They also have to run the business as well as they possibly can, too. And so a lot of dentists aren't as familiar with the business aspect of it. So making those decisions aren't quite as innate to them as maybe something clinical would be when they're helping a patient, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, and that's right along with the theme of what we do on this show. You know when we talk about being purposeful and i I obviously in our our practice we champion this the the need to really do the right analysis if you're doing for example due diligence on uh, an acquisition or deciding whether to add a a PPO or bring on an associate or buy into a practice to work with a CPA to do the cash flow to really let you see in a more scientific way that, you know, you're choosing this option or this is what the outcome will be instead of, you know, what we refer to as a wag, you know, the wild ass guess you know, that, you know, (laughs) hey, you know, like I'm going to I'm going to do this and then we'll find out what's behind door number two, which, you know, hearing you say that it takes the fear out of a decision. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time, Paul. It's like it's 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 very scary if you're making a decision if you have no clue what the result of that decision is going to be. But you can really take the fear out of that and 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 need to when you're running a business and do the the analysis and avail yourself of the proper consulting and advice to to quantify the decisions. And I always analogize it to it's like the old school baseball managers. They'd say like, well, you know, he uh <clears throat> He manages by his gut, you know, you know, just put somebody up there in this situation, you know, and it's uh, the bomb in the ninth, of the base is loaded and two outs like uh, he's got a good gut feeling about this guy. Yeah. But meanwhile, you know, the, the manager that's the modern progressive manager, you know, runs it through the database and they look at the matrix and they say, well, let's put the person up there who has succeeded the greatest number of times and we'll quantify that decision instead of just kind of doing it blindfolded. So. You know, this is actually really interesting to me. And I've, I've kind of missed this whole Lean Six uh, Sigma thing. And just curious, before we kind of move off of this, is this something that you only do in courses or are there people that write books about this, Tom? Like, how can listeners kind of learn more about that process and kind of go through some of this training? Because let me just say this, too, before you answer. I'm a big fan, too, of going outside of your profession to kind of get advice and to get sort of life training and business training. I think that, you know, I try not to listen to too many lawyer podcasts. Obviously, we like dentists listening to, yeah. to our Dental Amigos podcast. But I think it's important, too, to, to that there's a whole other level of, you know, just less industry-specific training to, for management and just business decision-making that is important for people. So what? How, how do people kind of learn more about that? And like I said, is it a course or, you know, can, can you read books about it?
2: you <laughs> Um, actually, you can do it in a couple of different ways, and, and you can go on. I think you can look it up on Lean Six Sigma dot com and look up the different ways to actually take the course. Um, you can take it online. Um, I know actually a couple of my family members did as well. I have ten brothers and sisters, so I share some of this information with them, wow. and they're in different uh, walks of life. Um, but you can also get it where we got it, and we had the books, and we had an instructor come into our company and actually teach us that and. and and one of the things you need to do to, to get the black belt is you actually have to go through a real life um, uh, project and be able to successfully come to a conclusion with that particular project. Um, but I agree with you also. I, I think if you if you learn just from within inside your industry and from from your peers doing the same thing, you're not availing yourself. You're not exposing yourself to all of the different um, opportunities that are out there. As I as I said just a few minutes ago, uh, there aren't a lot of sales executives that really um, want to get this type of process orientation. I think sales just in general gets kind of, a, I don't want to call it a bad rap because it might be somewhat true to some degree, um, where they don't pay attention to details or they're not into the process. Um, and I think the the professional salespeople, the one who look at sales as an education process and not necessarily a sales process, um, really are interested in this because it's really what you're doing when you're trying to, um, in our case, like we're trying to sell our product or from a dentist's perspective um, when they're trying to get case acceptance. So what you do is you look at all the different variables that are really in your patient's life and you say, okay, so what's actually happening in your life right now? How do, how does your smile affect that? How does you know your ability to to, to, to chew how does that impact where you can even go and eat sometimes but a lot of people look at it from a smile perspective and if you can kind of put parameters around what that patient is doing and experiencing in their life you can kind of take some of that fear out of their decision to go on and get that case acceptance because you've You've looked at the different variables in their life. You've done a what we call a, a customer needs analysis. In this case, a patient needs analysis, and why they're interested in maybe um, doing a particular procedure, and taking some of that fear out by presenting them with the positives that'll come out, um, and really letting them know, you know, if there are any, you know, possible. Uh, negatives in that but but you're able to show them that and how small that, uh, that possibility is and really that's what I think even case acceptance is for dentists um, is you're educating that patient and you're doing it in a, in a way that makes them feel comfortable and takes the fear out of it and so in that way Lean Six Sigma is, is kind of a similar process
3: I, I love you sharing that Tom for a few reasons I want to touch on a couple of things you said and uh, um, I know it's okay to sometimes say good things about yourself so I'll say Something good about my, my own self. Uh, I was doing an implant course this weekend, and my, we have a new team, a new dentist who works uh, in our office who just does oral surgery procedures. He's a general dentist, very very unique, uh, interesting like, you know role he's crafted for himself, where he focuses only on oral surgery procedures. Doesn't have his own office, but works at seven different offices, and he's been working with us for just uh, two months. And he said to it, and he told me this because after he came to my course on Sunday, he said, "I said to my wife that you know your office gets the highest case acceptance of anyone I've ever seen, and I really want to find out why because I'm just impressed by that. And I think a lot of the things that you said are the things that I have tried to do over my career and learn because I think dentist, you know, it's it's, a, it's real shame. I mean, you didn't go to dental school. I'm not sure if you want to try now. I can arrange that if you want." Tom uh, Rob too, <laughs> Rob too. but uh, I've noticed this and you know I, I kind of have all these little catchphrases with my team and residents like and for patients live your life in the most and dental school is just constantly telling dental students what they do wrong what could go wrong And they transfer that to the patient. So it's like kind of saying, hey, you know, Rob, we want to go out to lunch after this. Uh, Yes, we might get struck by lightning. Are you concerned now? Right. I go, geez, I wasn't even thinking about that. Right. And they're always talking about lightning and they're and it's hurting case acceptance it's hurting helping people it's hurting their own production it's hurting their own happiness but they you know i you know i i have a, i'm not sure if you're jealous of this but you can watch them for free if you come to philadelphia tom i got a four and a half year old and an eight month old so they're available <laughs> for rent no charge um but you know i'm forming daphne and drew and zero to four years of dental school is like zero to four years of life and what you're told then and the way your worldview is shaped you carry with you and yeah i i i've just it, it's something I'm so passionate about because I talk to patients like people. I do a lot of the things that you said, I'm not a a black belt. It sounds like an awesome thing for me to look into. I'd love to learn more about it, but that's what I do with patients to help them make positive decisions in their life and focus on the positive and live your life in the most. So that's just a message for our listeners. And I'm glad you brought it up because Rob and I've had some case acceptance podcasts and uh, I'm into live streaming a lot of things. As you know, I'm going to try to live stream some patient interactions for the dental world because I just talked to them in a way that, hey, these are the positive things that's going to happen. These are definitely a heads up on what could go off script instead of wrong. And then surprisingly, Tom, patients, they're people. And Dennis, we're kind of like people. And two people talking make normal decisions. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that.
2: Yeah, I think when you talk to to the patients as they are people, just like you'd be talking to a friend, I think even just the demeanor that you take with the patient ha- has such an impact on case acceptance because you, you're, they don't feel like you're trying to hide anything. So you don't just tell them all the positives about it, but you share with them, hey, here's some of the reasons why people don't do these things or why they do these things. And, and when you do that, you get a, you get a real person answer. Yeah. And, and usually that answer is, hey, let's move forward because as an as the expert because you're the doctor you're suggesting and recommending these things you're doing that for a reason and that's to to improve whatever aspect of that patient's life they're looking to improve and so they're they're much more likely to to follow through on that i I totally agree
1: so, so with all that being said, now I have greater understanding for why you have the passion and in the industry that you, you are in and what you do with, with local med. But for some of our listeners who may not be as familiar with dental scheduling solution like local med, tell us just a little briefly, Tom, like what is it and, and how does it work?
2: So LocalMed is the only online scheduling that allows a patient to book a dental appointment as easy as booking a flight online or getting dinner reservations through OpenTable. And the reason that's so important is if you think of a just your normal patient again and you're having a real conversation with them, what are they doing throughout the day? Um, they're on their phone probably constantly, but if they're looking to do something, they want the most easy and convenient way to do that. So if they're going to get a dinner reservation, they're going to go through Open Table. If they want to fly somewhere, they're going to book a flight online. Um, they want to get a ride, they're going to they're call Uber all of those things are are starting to appear everywhere in in that consumer's life and that consumer is your patient and so they want to actually book that appointment online as well not because they don't want to talk to somebody necessarily at the front desk you know ever but they really don't want to talk to anybody when they're booking that appointment i I think if you think about just yourselves in in your own lives If you need to go somewhere and you need to do something, you want to just be able to book it, fit it into your schedule um, and and have it work for you. And then when you go to wherever it is you're going, whether it's the flight, whether it's the dinner reservation or the dental appointment, that's when you really want to have that human interaction and be treated like a VIP, Um, the, the going back and forth that a lot of the other systems actually if you if you don't have local med you know what i'm talking about here in that people are just filling out a form online and then they're sending a communication or an email to the front desk that's not what you're doing when you're booking a flight or or uber or open table you're actually completing that that scheduling process and local med is the only one that allows that because we're already integrated with the practice management system so we're actually writing the appointment into the practice management system and there's no manual intervention done by the the practice to actually make that happen and the best part about that is we do not change any of your current scheduling rules we just automate what you're already doing so the practice the doctor remains in 100 percent control of the schedule similar to the airlines i when you book a flight you feel like you're in control the reality is is you're only in control of your own schedule because you're just choosing from what's put out there by the airline so they're in complete control in local meds case with the dental practice the dental practice is in complete control of the schedule the types of appointments they want to book online um and what's available
3: so and Tom, before you keep going, you're doing great. I just want to, I want to, I want to pause and frame something because I come to Rob's office a lot as, as the number one client, but uh, Rob barely ever comes to my dental office to hang out, which is not very nice. Now that I think about it, well, I've never, I've never but, been invited. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but, I, but not to get dental work, just to hang out. And uh, sure, I want to just frame this for, for you, our listeners, for Rob, you know, cause he doesn't know the joy of running a dental practice and how easy it is and how it's not complex at all. And you don't have people ages three to 93 all trying to serve small. It's nothing. Like that, So just to frame this, because you just gave us a lot of information, which is awesome. But I've been with my, you know, on our practice since 2005 and gone through all different technology changes. But what always drove me nuts as a business owner, and as the person on the other side of the phone was this, and we just didn't have a better solution. You know, Mrs. You know, Dr. Mrs. Nacho calls up to make an appointment for her and her husband. Normal, everyday thing, right? They get your front desk person. I have an awesome person, Donna, right? They get Donna on the phone. Now, I'm the dentist and I'm walking up with Rob so we can talk about him getting two implants, right? And I see Donna and I see she's on the phone and I see Rob and I want I want Donna to help Rob schedule his two implants. He's in the office, but this is what I hear Donna on the phone with Mrs. Nacho Tuesday at three is not good. Okay, how about Wednesday at four? Wait, is is May twentieth good at, at at eight thirty a.m. And then my inside of my brain is going crazy because I say, can't they just make a decision? So much like your airline industry thing, which we've all experienced. That's why we want to use online because it's it's just too much back and forth on a simple thing like a cleaning visit. And you know, I just want to, Rob to understand that, and our listeners understand that, that the problem it's helping is, it's freeing up my own front desk team members to not have to get involved with back and forth. And I know we're going to talk about a couple of different things on my existing patients, Tom, right before my new patients, right, which I just think is awesome. Well, I'll stop you there. I do
1: get it, you okay. know, and, and you probably you probably schedule with me in a different way than a lot of, of other other yeah, people right. you yes. interact with. But you know, we use a scheduling app, you know, right. in our in our practice, which, I mean, you know, I don't know why more lawyers don't. And that's the kind of stuff I mean, I just don't have the brain power, the bandwidth yeah, right. to, to send back. When are we going to have this call? Yeah, as you said, Tuesday at 10? No, Tuesday at 10 is not good. How about Tuesday at 2? Tuesday at 2 isn't good. <laughs> yeah, right. Wednesday, like, you can, you only have so much capacity in a given day, you know, and if you blow it all on something that yeah. is, you know, not productive. The, deci- the decision fatigue thing we talked it's about. It's brutal, yeah. and then But then, you know, you're paying people to have that that uh, those conversations, which are not productive, you know, with the patients. Yeah. And I will tell you, too, that I, I think that a lot of times people think that, oh, this is thankfully starting to go by the wayside, but I think a lot of people get hung up on this like, oh, people want to talk to a human being. No, not really. Right. Not no. when it comes to this. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. People don't want to talk to a human being about, about scheduling stuff. You know, it's, just, it's just a hassle. Yeah. You know? And we, we started automating you know, the auto attendant. We got rid of our quote-unquote receptionist. I you know, yeah. you know, you need somebody to answer the phone and so say, you've called Rob Montgomery's office. Now, just, just right. push the button and you could talk to Rob Montgomery, right? As well as the Calendly. I think sometimes Sometimes there's this like old school you know fixed mindset mentality that you know we have to have a person in that in that role and I think people actually are overwhelmingly our feedback is hey thanks for doing that because as you said I'm able to schedule that at 11 o'clock at night and it's it's on the schedule I control when they're going to you know the parameters yeah. as, as Tom is saying and
3: people like that they appreciate that they're not burdened by it they, they it's better for everybody yeah it removes it does what I and Tom's seen me speak and, and he's a great speaker too. And I say, you know, uh, being happy in life is being less annoyed and it removes an annoyance. And Tom, I mean, I know you're familiar with these programs that are still out there prior to local med, but you know, I, I was going to, oh, I had a question to ask you, you know, would you buy a fax machine for your office? Is that a cool thing to buy at, at uh, the local med headquarters? Would you, you guys have fax machines there?
2: but um no but you say
3: no now but (laughs) to to frame this so you say no because now it's old school but a lot of people were saying no because their reception says we don't need a fax machine or it's not going to work and we'll talk about that but i went to my team and you know one of my things in life is to i live for to kindly say i told you so to people in the kindest way you know and uh Six years ago, we were going to, inst- we, we, I went to a lecture, heard about the solution reaches, the revenue wells, the demand forces, right? And I went back to my office, Tom, and I told my team, we're going to try this, right? And surprisingly, they did not say, hooray, we're going to try it. They said, you know, what teams say, we don't need it, we don't have to change. But I said, let's try it anyway. So uh, sometimes we have 51 appointments on a Monday, we're a there, 51 appointments. So our team used to have to make 51 phone calls to Ooh. see if people were coming, <laughs> oh. leave messages, and we have a system in Dentrix, and Tom's familiar with this, where it says how they were confirmed. If, it's, if we see orange, unconfirmed, green, we called. So uh, the Solution Reach system started confirming people. This is now six or seven years ago. So Tom, like a year later, when my team only had to make 10 calls instead of 51, I said to them, oh, uh, do you want me to remove this from the office? And they said, "Oh." <laughs> you know, definitely not. We'd, I said, oh, I thought you'd like to talk to Mrs. Jones about Canasta. They said, no, 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 we don't, we don't need to talk to her. So I'm just using this as a sort of a uh, stepping stone and share Rob is that, you know, we, and it's, it, this happens in real parts of life too, like you're talking with Calendly, but in dental offices are slow to change. So we got up to text, texting and emailing. And when I heard about local med uh, in October of 2000, I think 17 was when I heard about it. I said, this is what I want to try for our offices. This is going to remove a burden from the front desk and get patients in to our schedule. So how, how does it, uh, I kind of cut you off. So now tell us, how does it work? You know, we're talking about the airline flights or the scheduling an Uber or open table. Tell us a little bit how it works with the practice management uh, system.
2: Okay. Um, just as a follow-up to what you're saying, and I don't want to bore everybody with statistics, but the, the average number of times it takes to connect back with that patient that actually filled out a form online because the appointment wasn't actually booked is five times. Oh, so those 50 calls are really 250. Wow. And then the average telephone call into a dental practice is about eight minutes long, and you're put on hold an average of twice. So imagine that that you you've got to make now five calls it's eight minutes you're the patient and you're put on hold twice versus what i'll share with you now based on the question you just asked me was how does local med work so we give you a widget you put it on it's a button you put it on your your website a patient gets to your website they click on it they fill out a quick form pick out the time they want the doctor the type of appointment And again the practice is in complete control of what's actually online and what they want to have people book online but that whole process goes between a minute to a minute and a half somebody like me takes a minute and a half because i still type with two fingers (laughs) but anybody who can type can get it done really in under a minute Um, we also not only is it convenient there um, because once they do find your website and they click on that button but, we also try to make it easy and convenient to find the practice. So you can put our button basically anywhere you own and control your web presence. so you can put it on your Google business page, your Facebook page, um, your Instagram page. Um, we have a number of insurance partners we're the exclusive provider of online scheduling directly from the insurance directory. so We know that over 80% of new patients will go to the insurance uh, directory to see if their provider is online or um, in network. You can click on the button right there and you're right into the practices schedule. And we're uh, we're we're partnered up with United Concordia, Humana, and we just signed the contract with MetLife a couple weeks ago. We'll be on their directory in the next couple of months. Um, We're also with Six Month Smiles, and as a matter of fact, Invisalign uses our technology in their client concierge center for the same purpose, and that's to book an appointment into the, the doctor's practice um, once they've vetted out the patient and, and they want to go forward with whatever procedure they're, they've been vetted out for. Um, so it's a really simple process. Um, as far as getting implemented, you're talking about... Two 15-minute phone calls the first one is to the person at the practice that knows the scheduling rules the best then we go back 24 to 48 hours customizing our solution around your practice's unique scheduling rules and then we have another 10 to 15 minute phone call with that same person saying hey this is what you told us this is what we did we book a test appointment make sure everything works they love it they're up and running basically in two to three days And they're starting to get patients. And nobody at the practice, and this is important, nobody at the practice has to learn anything different because we're integrated with the practice management system. Nobody really has to work directly with the local med software because it's, it's connected already to the practice management system. So there's no learning curve by the staff to have to know how to use local med. So I think that's one of the other fears that gets taken away that we talked about earlier when the the owner, the doctor realizes, okay, this isn't gonna disrupt anything. It all runs kind of in the background. So that's how that works.
1: That's cool. I mean, it's so, you know, it's this day and age, right? It sounds like an old guy. But, you know, with artificial intelligence and the need to automate, I don't know how anybody could run a business without using something like this. You know, it's it just, it, it just from an overhead standpoint, having to pay a human being, having to manage that, like the world keeps moving. And if you're not moving with it, then
3: I don't know how you... Retain a competitive Rob advantage. Rob does brag that you guys hang with the coolest dentist on planet Earth, me. Uh, Who it? uh Tom? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh,
2: <laughs> but what it was, it's
3: very similar to what the local Six Sigma thing is, is that, yeah. you, and very similar to the concept of our show about awareness. Right. So I kind of stumbled upon this. And Dennis, you know, I'll give Eric Cornelius this credit from the Dental Success Summit where Mark, uh, Tom and I were hanging out and he was speaking too. Is, uh, you know, Dennis don't, you know, Mark was saying Dennis work on islands, which makes sense, but Eric, Eric took it a step further and he said Dennis really work in caves. So even though we may think, you know, with podcasts and Facebook groups and all these things that we're connected, there's just many dentists. I mean, that's, you know, uh, I have uh, numerous sponsors and affiliates. One day, I, I'm wondering, Tom, could you make me like one of those NASCAR jumpsuits like so I put patches on for all my uh, companies, cool. you know, and That'd I'm gonna wear it around cool. in <laughs> Philly. So just so everyone knows, you know, local <laughs> my size. I saw Paul <laughs> Govan driving in by in an Uber with, a, with like a NASCAR yes, I, I want that. Yeah, I want to Sitting in, in the back say, with two cell know, <laughs> I, I've always wanted to be like the uh, Corbin Bernson when in Major League Two when he sold out the stadium to all the sponsors. But I genuinely work with companies because I want to bring good ideas to dentists. Local Med buys me free puppies. I'm up to like 80 free puppies. Now I'm just joking, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, they. Were, but uh, I'm just such a a raving fan of helping dentists be less annoyed and be more productive in their office because you know, it, d- dentists could go two full years, Rob, of working as hard as they can, yeah. having Instagram accounts and having mm-hmm. Facebook accounts right. and never really being aware that this exists. Much like Uber, use Uber because you still stumble on somebody. And I'll use my own friend who runs the practice uh, transitions company with me. You know, two years ago, we were outside in Philadelphia. He says, I'm not getting an Uber. I want a cab, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it was a Sunday. Yeah. I said, put the app on your phone. Okay, put it on your <laughs> phone. I'll help you. And he now has never taken a cab again. And he Ubers <laughs> to his practice transition appointments, right. but he just needed some awareness <laughs> like we all do. So what Tom, you know, is sharing is that, you know, Dennis, and it's kind of a bigger theme of our show. How do they even find out about good ideas and then take that step to implement them as a leader when your team gives you some pushback. Right.
1: Well, let me t- back for a second. I want to comment on that. You quote unquote stumbled across this because what I really respect the way you run your business and handle yourself professionally is that you very much have a growth mindset. Yeah. You know, you're looking to change. You're looking to improve. And that's that's crucial, you know. And uh, you know, I think what I personally you know, wrestle with is, you know, I've got you know, lots of great ideas. You yeah. see this stuff is what you said. The second part is actually following
3: through and implementing it. And, and- you're right, because I got just to you know, if you continue, but I want to give him credit because Mark Dillatouche from New Patients, Inc., who's one of their collaborators, was the one who I always stumbled across. it. So I actually stumbled across it from a trusted resource who did other marketing for us. Right. So it wasn't true stumbling. And that's, you know, kind of fits with being more. uh Purposeful about what you're doing, so I, right. I really wasn't stumbling. It was working with, you know, a trusted advisor, like you sure. recommend. Sure, but but you were you were receptive
1: to that. Yes. You were yes. you, know, you had the you know the barrier was down, yeah. and you were you were looking and, and hoping to 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 learn and to discover that that stuff. But you know, it's it seems like the implementation though with this stuff can in some with some initiatives be difficult but i know i've heard you you know offline talk about about local med and and what they what they do and what they've done for your practice
3: and it seems like it's such a minimal thing i don't know how but we'll as as our listeners listening can. and I, I will remember this because one time you said we talked about uh, multi-practice ownership but we didn't say anything good right right <laughs> so i'm going to say tom let's do it remember fear factor with James joe rogan it'll be fun so i'll, I'll be the dentist and i'll be won't be paul i'll be someone with. TSD, that's so dentist, and let's go through the fear factor of, okay, Tom, this sounds great, but what happens if, you know, the patient schedules and doesn't show up? What if they don't show up? What if they just no-show and my schedule has five holes in it? What if they no-show? Tell me what I should do.
2: Well, the first thing is, is local med is equipped with an electronic thing, which will zap that patient if they no-show. So (laughs) everybody
1: gets an ankle bracelet, now. all the patients, right? You're fine, send the Uber out and haul them in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you're going to have no shows. It, it, it doesn't change who people are. There's always good reasons for people to no show, and then there are uh, reasons for no show that, that we can help eliminate. And And in every case study that we've run with our practices, local meds no show rate is just below what their normal no-show rate is. And, and the reason for that is simple. The, the example, Paul, you were going back and forth with was you heard the, the person on the phone, the front desk person saying, hey, is two o'clock okay? What about May 20th at 3.30? Those back and forths become frustrating to the patient. So they just go, you know what? Um, I'll have my spouse take the kids to it. I'm sure she'll be available at three o'clock on the 20th. Right. And that he sounds. goes home that night, goes, hey, you know, I, I set up this thing. And go, oh, wow, are you kidding me? I'm I'm not even in in the state at that time. And then both of them think the other one is going to call the doctor's office and and let them know that they've got to cancel. And neither one of them does it. So it's in those particular situations that local med eliminates it because you're looking at what's available on the doctor's schedule for that particular type of appointment, and you're looking right side by side at your own schedule, so you're scheduling it so it meets your schedule, just like you would book a flight. You're not going to book a flight for some time that you're not available. So it eliminates those reasons for no-shows, and that's why the overall no-show rate will go down slightly. I mean, it's not going to drop in half because there's still all those other reasons for no-shows. But, but you touched on something else, too, as far as making the decision. And, and Paul, this is where we, we really appreciate your support um, so. for local med because... You talk about it all the time, and and I know you personally. You're not going to be talking about us all. I mean, I know you love the 83 puppies we've gotten you, but. (laughs) um, Mrs. Nacho
1: especially, yes. yes.
2: You're doing that to help the people that you're talking with. Totally. And that makes such a big difference for you. And I I know because you have been with us for a while. At the beginning of 2017, we only had 300 providers on our platform. Now, this is just a little over two years later, and we have over 8,000. So this is growing at an exponential rate. And the reason it is is even though this is a new concept for dental, it's not a new concept in people's lives, and this isn't going away. So that's one of the other things that helps take the fear out of this is this isn't a passing fad where people want to book stuff online. This is happening in every other aspect. Aspect of their lives I mean they're buying groceries online now they're finding dates online Hey, you know, it's going to become a time real soon that if you can't just book a dental appointment online, you might not just go there. The, just like your example. I want to do some for a
3: second, Tom. And I, I know we're having such a great conversation, but momentum is one of the things I talk about in every part of my life with myself, my family, my team, the nacho team. So, you know, I know Rob loves going to get his teeth cleaned twice a year. He's told me it's his favorite days of the year, but he's a I he, don't mind it. Yeah, I obviously no, don't mind it. But yeah. this is a good example because you're a busy person. Yeah. You, you, you know, you need to do it. Yeah. So it keeps up the momentum. And that's what I love about it as a healthcare provider, because I was, I got this beard trimming guy and I, I, he has an online thing and I, it was down and I didn't make the appointment. And my, I, this is a real story from a couple weeks and ago. And now he looks like. I, yeah, and, and yeah. I, yeah. And I, <laughs> I, mean, I got to go back in it because I gave up. I lost the momentum. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so it's in, in this world. And the reason I lost the momentum isn't laziness. It's because other things came crashing into my life. So what I find, Tom, so we use that no show example. So what I find is a couple things. We have this orange sheet I made in my office, how we do new patient intakes. If anybody wants it, they could reach out to us. I'll give them my orange sheet. It's a great system, color of nachos. It's from like 10 years ago. And that is our new patient intake form. So, so whether a patient calls, shows up in person, or uses local med, we still utilize this form to get them through the process. So it, it's still our job to manage that appointment. But what I think is cool is what you said is, when people cancel their appointment, they usually do it with more notice, and then they rebook it for another time. Because it's easy. Yeah. Because right. they, they just say May yeah. t- 10th to May 15th. If you needed to cancel your May 10th oil change and you couldn't do it online, you probably would just cancel it and not make another. So, yeah. um, so I gave you that fear factor. What if patients don't show up? But hey, Tom, I'm a dentist, okay? I'm a dentist. And I'm very concerned about this. I'm very concerned about cost. I don't know if I can afford it. I know it's gonna be expensive. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I know I brought a, bought a Serac for $100,000 and never used it, but forget about that part, right? Don't worry about that. I wanted that, Tom. But this thing, you know, how can I afford something like LocalMed, this technology? Um, we talk about business systems and you don't have to give us exact pricing or anything like that, but just share with us how people fit it into their dental office from a business perspective and cost.
2: So it's it's actually pretty simple and it's one of the best parts of the story cuz as you're looking to grow your practice you want to grow your revenue on average across all 8,000 of our providers that are on our system 8000 plus they are currently enjoying a 40 to 1 return on investment just over 40 to 1. i mean it and it seems like okay that seems like it's ridiculous but but look at it like this in a couple of different ways first of all um again not to bore with statistics but an average website will convert three to four percent of its unique traffic to a booked appointment just the act of adding local not doing anything different but putting that button on there will make that jump to between six and seven percent that's a 35 to 70 percent increase in booked appointments from your website. That doesn't even include, you know, the Facebook page, the Google Business page, and everywhere else that it's at. Um, when you when you look at all how convenient that is, um, and I don't know if Paul, you've heard me say this, but a lot of times when I speak, I, I ask the audience, you know, to to remember the last time they booked, they bought something online. And did they use the shopping cart feature and and of course everybody you know at the dsn i think there were like 700 people there everybody raised their hand and then i asked so go back to that last purchase and hey let me know would you have made that same purchase if the shopping cart feature wasn't there and you had to send an email and then you had to wait for somebody to get back to you and it might be a couple of days and oh by the way they had to call and talk to you How many of you would have made that same purchase and nobody raised their hand anymore and why not because they didn't want whatever it is they bought because clearly they bought it but it just became a hassle and like you said the momentum was lost and they moved on to the other thing well local med is to your dental practice what that shopping cart is to amazon we make it simple to do this and we keep that momentum going
3: and and i think it's a a a great point because I've been talking about this a lot on, and I, Rob's heard me speak about. You know, dentistry is a need; it's not a want. So if it's your if it's your hair appointment, you might send a raven from Game of Thrones down there to make sure you get it, or you do anything because it's your hair. But it's easy to bail on needs, and that's just why you know I, I'm here. I, Rob's heard me talk about. You know, the, I classify dentists by ages, and I'm a med- a medium age dentist. So that stands for Med, and uh, uh, that is when you have mature practices or you're doing acquisitions. I love new. Pay- patients and local med has helped us with that in conjunction with new patients inc and it's been awesome right bring in new implant patients bring in new people for emergency appointments we use it for cleanings emergency appointments and specific consults those are the only three appointments we use it for you can't book your crown can't book your filling we i know maybe some offices do tom but we're just pretty um we just keep a few options But what is just so great to me, and Rob has so many clients too, this energizes your active patient base to stay connected with you for their cleanings, which is just so important to your your long-term revenue as a mature practice. So, you know... It has this double-edged sword, like, yeah, Game of Thrones. Neither of you guys watch Game of Thrones. I was here by myself talking about Game of Thrones. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but, you man. Know,
0: I uh, cute well, I'm still about to d- Mrs.
3: Mizell. D- d- yeah, double-edged sword where it gets you existing patients and new patients. I just want to point that out for the mature practice owners that that's such an advantage because when we talk about that no-show rate, we rarely get no-shows from our existing patients you know so
2: well here's, a, here's another example and it's a real world example so I'm a dental patient I get I get a a reminder hey Tom it's been more than six months you need to book an appointment with the dentist and I'm reading this at like 8 30 at night so I go oh wow I gotta call the dentist tomorrow and then my life happens tomorrow and I forget and then I don't ever make that call well what if you could embed the local med widget which you can the button right into that email so now at 8 30 when i'm getting that email that says hey it's been more than six months i click on the button open it up schedule my cleaning and it's done in like a minute and now i've got it on my schedule and now i'm going to show up so that's just a, a real world example of how it's helping
1: yeah, makes sense.
3: And and you were able to talk with him, and Rob met him, Terry Brock, one of my awesome business coaches, and he travels around the world. And I think when I was telling him about this, off and he was thinking, like, like you, Tom, or like Rob, he was saying, I would love if my dentist had it. Like, I think he's going to tell his dentist to get it just so he can be in Columbia, which he is now, and make a dental <laughs> appointment. And one of the things I think is funny, and maybe Rob sees me post these occasionally, is that people... So when, when someone makes a local med appointment, I have it come to my cell phone. It's a positive thing. I want, I want to see it in addition to my front desk. Hey, someone's coming in. But what I found is people are making dental appointments at really weird times of the day, like 4 a.m. Well, that's when Rob gets up. So you might make a dental <laughs> appointment there. So, Sundays at 7 p.m. Because I think that's what it does. You think of something and you just want to complete that circle right and you know your family has to get in for i mean we even talk about the family part you know you've got to schedule four people that mom no more wants to get on the phone and start talking to your your team i see them blow through four appointments and um that's uh do you find most offices time use it for uh just the cleaning visits or more more than that
2: of all the people that have signed up with us start with the cleanings and the emergency appointments. And it's really for two reasons. One, it's where most of their new patients come from. But the other reason, to be quite honest with you, Paul, is they don't believe it can actually be done. (laughs) So there's a lot of doubt. And then once they go... Oh my gosh! This they're, it's happening exactly the way they said it's going to happen. They start adding more things on, you know, like an implant consult, Invisalign consults, and and again, some of them even have the crowns and other things that are on there. Um, it, it it really can be, you get to decide what's on there, and they're using it to whatever their strength is. We have a, you know a particular practice that um, has over 200 locations, and they specifically do dentures and implants. And that's it. And so, and they're absolutely killing it with the service. It's, it's had a huge increase for them. So it isn't just for hygiene and emergencies, but it's definitely going to be a new patient machine for you if that's what you're using it for. <coughs>
3: I, 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 I like it and I, I mentioned a few times I've been a server for many years and I've, I've gone through all different restaurants and what my the nicest one I ever worked at in Princeton the manager said to me we have you know I, I got there and they had server assistants to cut your bread they had a bartenders for this and, and, and I said oh, well, I have so much help here I've never had this help before and he looked at me and it was it was life changing because that's because I want you to spend time with the table making sure their experience goes well right that's because I don't want you to be distracted by other stuff and I just think that hits home for the team because that is what I want my team to be doing and me to do is not be distracted by all the other things that are going on with scheduling when we should be focused on the patient in the office but it's difficult to do 15 things at once I try to do 12 things at once and uh, if you can remove that from your, your team, they're going to thank you.
1: Well, it's, it's a move to to reallocate your resources, right. your human resources towards revenue generating yes. activities, which these, you know, back and forth, like you're talking about trying to schedule an appointment, not only is it not fun, it's not it's not a revenue generating exercise, you know, you'd be better off collecting uh, money, submitting insurance claims and helping treatment plan for the patients as opposed to paying somebody just to have these, you know, conversations that are you know, unproductive conversations. Yeah, and
3: going back to what we then it gives your team the time, the chance to talk to the patients while they're in the office, right. which is the whole thing, reason they're there. Better you know? experience, yeah, right. Yeah, better patient experience or customer experience. You know, how yeah. many times you see, I mean, we, we see it and we should be probably a little more sympathetic than we are. You're at a busy restaurant and you see a hostess who's trying to seat someone, answer the phone, do this, and not talk to you. And you kind of bristle and you think, why aren't they talking to me? But you're running a business that's very similar, right? You know, yeah. where the person at the front line is under basically no way to put it. They're under attack, you yeah. know, by by information and people. So I think that's great. That's deep.
1: Hey Tom, uh, this has been really cool uh, having you on, and uh, it's uh, it's been interesting learning more about local med. I also really enjoyed hearing more about some of your business philosophy stuff too. But how can people uh, learn more about local med and uh, get in touch with you or your team?
2: Uh, actually, pretty simple. Um, they can call us at eight 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 two zero three. 7531 and press one for sales or they can go online to localmed.com slash dentists plural and in either of those cases we can show a demo in six minutes so it doesn't take up a lot of your time you won't have to talk to a uh, an account executive for an hour to learn how this works it's really pretty simple and you can be up and running and and making a difference in your practice in just two three days
3: Cool. Great stuff. Yeah, that's that's awesome, Tom. And you know, as a as a. A friend and affiliate and sponsor, you know, I'll share the story of, I have many different resources that I've recommended to dentists and local meds. It's like my free throw shooting back from basketball in in high school is like uh, over 80%. I was a good free throw shooter. Not sure if anyone knew that, but I really was. Uh, uh, And, you know, the people I've connected with you guys, you've just taken good care of them and, uh, you know, uh, send me a puppy and them some nachos. Okay, Tom? So that's, add (laughs) add that to the gift giving. Um, uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks, Tom.
2: Hey, and thanks for your continued support. I really appreciate it's so important to, to dentists to know that other dentist subject matter experts like yourself are using and, and supporting what we're doing. So really appreciate that.
3: My, my pleasure, Tom. Is like bringing good ideas to dentists. Thanks so much.
1: Cool stuff there, Paul. I think you know we went beyond uh, simply talking about scheduling uh, software, yeah. and uh, it's interesting and not surprising to see how Tom you know, what he brings to, to his business, why, uh, why local med is what it is and why that product would be appealing to
3: him. I mean, we had the theme of, from the beginning, the theme of decision-making from the company, dentist and consumer. I mean, it's like, how do you make decisions? You know, we talk about lean Sigma six and how do we make, help our patients make better decisions like coming to the dentist and how can we provide a way for them to make easier decisions? Cause you know, you and I know at the end of a day, it's like, do you want to call and get even a haircut or, uh, your car fixed or anything you need to do right so to be able to streamline it is just just uh just awesome
1: yeah there's only so much stuff you can actually you have the capacity to to handle and right. i to me you know in our practice once we started using these scheduling apps it just made life so much easier and i think as i said when we were Talking to Tom, I think a lot of people fall into this trap of thinking that people want or need to talk to a human being about this subject, about scheduling. And it's just it's a frustrating interaction on both Very sides. True. You know, and like, why frustrate your patients, you know, and, and if you can free up resources, you know, allow your staff to do other things and your patients are less frustrated, then you could spend more time having more positive uh, interactions and conversations with them
3: yeah it it's helped me with connecting people with you guys here with your calendar links I think it's a great great opportunity and just for our our listeners as as we kind of close up I I just want them to, to share that expect expect conflict from your team when a new idea is brought in but just rise above it and try it because i am a someone who's here people could reach out to me i've had 15 years of con of bringing in little conflicts that people have thanked me for later same color scrubs text messaging local med uh changing our lunch hour you know so these are just all fit with our theme of you know make, be purposeful make make good decisions and um be willing to kind of go out of your comfort zone in a way that makes sense yeah and be the leader yeah cool thanks paul thanks
0: rob Thanks for listening to another great podcast with The Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on the thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.